welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, happy Wednesday and welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. If you missed last week's episode, you have to catch up on it because we did two parts all about how to get legally married in Ireland and we literally went through everything. We had a bunch of people asking us questions about, you know, how can you get legally married if you have your friend officiate your wedding and which types of documents do you need and what is the green book and the green folder and all of it. We answered all your questions and so if you haven't listened to part one and two, you need to listen because it was amazing and you will learn everything you need to know. But today we're talking about how to avoid awkward gaps of time in your wedding. So um, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago. It was a beautiful wedding and I actually posted a little bit about it on um, the Weddings Online Instagram. So you might have seen a little bit. Um, but one thing that stood out to me is that throughout the wedding, there were a couple of awkward gaps of time where I was standing around with nothing to do and I didn't really know where I was supposed to be. And so that inspired me to um, create some content to help you work out what you can do with your wedding timeline so that your guests know where to be, what to do, and things flow really well and you get everything done on your wedding day without long moments of time where people are standing around aimlessly. So there are a couple of golden rules when it comes to weddings. Um, when you want to look after your, guest, there, your guests, there are two things you need to remember. Never let them go hungry and always give them somewhere to sit. And then the third rule, if you've got the time and the budget, is give them something to do. So if you don't do those things, often what can happen is when you're off having your wedding photos taken, there's a moment in time where everyone's standing around kind of just waiting. And if you don't give them something to do or somewhere to sit or something to eat and drink, then they can really just be standing around saying what's happening. So... I'm going to walk you through what you can do to make sure that that doesn't happen at your wedding day because the day is going to be really full on for you as a couple and the wedding party. All of you guys are going to be doing a lot of things. There's photos, there's getting ready, there's a lot going on. But for your guests, there's a lot less going on and you don't want them to get bored. So here's how you do it. The first thing is your ceremony invitation time compared to the actual start time. So I'll let you in on a little secret. If you say that your ceremony is going to be at 3 p.m., I can guarantee you half your guests are going to arrive at 2.15 and some of your guests will come just before 3 and some will come just after. So to accommodate everybody, I recommend saying that your, that your ceremony is starting at 3, but then planning to walk down the aisle at 3.15 so that everybody is there when it happens, but you're not making them wait even longer for those who arrived very early. What a lot of couples do is they have some kind of a timeline that's that's written out and you can see it when you arrive at the wedding ceremony. So 
if I arrive at the ceremony at 2.15 and I can see on your plan um, that you're going to be walking down the aisle at 3.15, then I know, okay, I'm here for another hour. I've got time to go to the loo. I can freshen up. And the next thing that I'm going to suggest is having a drink for them. So I'll know, okay, I can see some drinks over there. I've got time. I can have something to drink. I can have a chat. I can then get my seats. And I can do those things slowly and there's no rush. Whereas if I don't know what the plan is, I'm going to arrive early and I'm going to sit down because I need to be ready and I've got to make sure that I've got a good seat so I can see you when you come down the aisle. And I'm just going to be sitting waiting around. And it can feel a little bit awkward if you're doing that for more than an hour. So... Beyond time, so if you say that you're going to be coming down the aisle at 3.15, make sure that you are on time and you actually come at that time. I have been to a wedding before where the bride was an hour late. Um, it was really awkward and a lot of us sat around and it was very hot and it wasn't a great start to the day. Um, so be on time and then you won't be playing catch up for the rest of the day trying to make up for that time. So I mentioned giving your guests a drink. So for any guests who have traveled for more than, say, 45 minutes, no matter what time of day it is, no matter how hot or cold it is, it's really, really nice to arrive and have something to drink. It doesn't have to be an open bar. It doesn't even have to be an alcoholic drink. It could be something as simple as water with some lemon or cucumber or something in it just as a refreshing welcome. It gives somebody something to hold and then it means that when they're having a chat with someone, they can be sipping on something and it just helps the day feel like there's an activity happening and you're not just standing waiting. And so the drink could be water, it could be coffee, you could have a coffee bar that people can enjoy, whatever it is, it does, you don't have to go overboard, but just give someone something to drink so when they arrive, they don't feel like they're waiting around for you. And now the next time in your day is after your ceremony. So there are a couple of things that you can do and it depends a little bit on whether or not you've got one wedding venue where you're having your ceremony and your reception or if you're having your ceremony at one place and everybody's then traveling to the next location. It also depends on how much time there is between those two, you know, the ceremony and the reception. So if you're having your wedding reception at a different location, you need to make sure that the time that guests need to be there is very clear because what you don't want is guests to arrive very early and they're kind of standing around in the hotel lobby just waiting and there's nothing for them to do. So be clear about what time they need to be there and also give them very clear instructions on where to park, what to expect, which part of the venue they're looking for. You know, are they looking for a particular suite at the hotel? Are they looking for a garden area outside? Should they follow the signs? Should they follow the venue staff? Is there an instruction that they have so that they're not wandering around trying to figure out if they're super early or super late or in the wrong place altogether? The next thing you can do is if you have quite a long gap of time between your ceremony and your reception, you could offer some suggestions for things people can do. So now what I mean by a long gap of time is, let's say you're having an early wedding ceremony, like 1 p.m., but you only need your guests to be back at the reception venue for the pre-drinks at 5 p.m. That's going to leave you with about three hours between the two, depending on how long your ceremony is and depending on how long it takes to get to the reception venue. 
And it's not enough time for guests to necessarily go home and freshen up or do what I would do and have a nap. But it's also not, um, it's, it's going to be awkward if they arrive really, really early. So if you give them a list of nearby things that are somewhere between the location of your ceremony and your reception, things like a coffee shop that they could visit or some other type of activity that they can do together that doesn't cost them anything or doesn't cost them much, they'll really thank you for it because it means that they, the fact that you're listing those things means that they will start to think, okay, there's probably a bit of a gap of time. I'm going to plan on going for coffee with some friends. I'll put my feet up, have a little bit of a rest while I'm there, and then I'll be ready for the party after that. The next thing you could do is if everybody's going to be outside for your cocktail time, your pre-drinks, the pre-reception time, make sure there is somewhere for them to sit. So they don't all need to sit at all times. It doesn't have to be a seating arrangement with tables and chairs. It could just be, you know, a place for people to stand and then a few seats around so that as guests get a little bit tired, especially anybody wearing heels or uncomfortable shoes, they'll probably want to put their feet up a little bit. Just make sure there's somewhere for them to sit and they will thank you for it. I mentioned before that you want to give them somewhere to sit and you want to give them something to eat. Now, you don't have to go crazy here. If you don't have a huge budget for very fancy canapes, you don't have to do that. You could do something a bit more simple, like a popcorn bar, or you could have a bread table. It can be a bit more low key, but you just want to make sure that guests do have something to snack on because then they're not going to feel like they're waiting for you because they've already got something to do with their hands. They're eating, they're filling themselves up, they're having a nice chat, they can sit down, they've got something to drink as well. Those activities alone will help them to feel like they're not waiting around for you to come back from your photo time. And the final thing you can do in this particular gap of time is you can give them something to do. So just remember that at this point in time, you will be out having wedding photos taken and your guests will be waiting for the reception to begin. They're not yet in the reception venue, so they literally are just waiting for you to come back. And we all know that that's what we're, that's what we're doing. So if you give them something to do, that will help them to feel like the time is moving faster and it's more fun and enjoyable. So things that you could do, you could have your guest book out and people often have really creative guest books. It's not always just a book that you write in. Sometimes it's, you know, Jenga pieces that you can write on and, and put somewhere or there's a Polaroid camera where you're taking a picture and you're sticking the photo in a book and writing a message. I know the couples are coming up with some amazing ideas and this is a great space to have your guest book out on display because your guests are not doing a whole lot and so they'll really be into it because it's an activity for them. If it's a summer wedding and you've got a grass area at your wedding venue, you could have some lawn games and a couple of like outdoor summery activities for them to do. You don't have to go crazy, but just have something for them to do. It will help them to feel like they're not just standing around, particularly those guests who don't know many other people at your wedding. And now the next period of time that you need to think about is your reception time. And there are two things that I want to suggest to you. The first one is if you have a good MC, that person is going to help the whole flow feel like it runs really, really smoothly because your guests will know what's happening. So I've been to a lot of weddings and I've seen some amazing MCs that are not 
professional MCs or anything like that. They're just friends of the couple and they're, they've been so good at just making sure that all the guests know what's happening, what's coming next, what to expect. And they're not just sitting around waiting for the next event because somebody has told them what's happening. So your MC actually sets the tone for the rest of your wedding day and you want to pick somebody who is reliable, somebody who's able to keep the festivities on track because they will be working alongside your venue coordinator or your wedding coordinator, but they need to be confident in delivering the information and making it very clear for everyone and keeping the tone fun and upbeat at the same time. The second thing you want to do at your wedding reception is to space out your speeches between courses. So now just imagine this for a moment. You've been at the wedding ceremony. You've been at the pre-reception drinks. This is you as a guest now. You walk into the reception venue. You sit down. And the very first thing that happens is a whole lot of speeches. Now what happens in that scenario is guests are often hungry even if they've had something to nibble on, they still feel hungry and their feet might be sore from standing. And the last thing they want is to sit and listen to speeches. Now, if you want them to enjoy the speeches and to enjoy the wedding reception, the first thing you can do is serve your starters or some kind of snack or welcome drink or something to set the tone first. Then you can have some speeches, then you serve your mains and then whatever speeches are left, you do at that point. That just helps everything to flow. People will thank you for it if they get to eat before the speeches. And then what you won't have is everybody sitting during the speeches, looking at their watches, just hoping that this is the last speech because they just want to eat. So I'm going to give you a little recap of some of the tips that we've shared today. The most important thing is the golden rules that we shared at the very beginning, which is if you want to look after your guests, make sure that they don't go hungry that they have somewhere to sit, and if your budget and time will allow, give them something to do. We spoke about the ceremony invitation times compared to your actual start time. Just make sure guests know what the timing is going to be so that when they arrive, they're not just standing around. Arrive on time, they will, they will appreciate it. Give your guests something to drink. And then during your pre-reception, make sure that they know what the timing is as well. Just all the information you can give so that they know the timing will be really, really helpful. Tell them about nearby coffee shops and other activities if there's a big gap of time between your ceremony and your reception. Then again, give them somewhere to sit, give them something to eat and drink, and give them something to do. And then with your reception, have a good MC who can keep the flow going and space out your speeches between courses so that your guests aren't sitting hungry just waiting for the speeches to be finished. Thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays of Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. To get free access to our wedding planning tools, checklists, recommended venues and suppliers, experts' advice, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.